Oh, yeah. Got some Tupac on, huh? I was trying not to laugh. Okay, I was trying not to laugh, um, but I, I could tell that's what you did. Well played. Well played, yeah, sir. Yeah, that's, I always have to ask what, what song, and then I'm like, or art. And I like think of which one. And as soon as you said Tupac, I knew that song, Unconditional Love. That, 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 I, that, when I first heard that song a few years ago, I was like, this is this is very different style of Tupac. I like you that Tupac? you... Go ahead. That, yes, yeah, so I like that you mentioned a different style of Tupac because I feel like Tupac has uh, a lot of different uh, narratives around him. And yeah. I, pers- I personally believe that like too many young men, his life ending too soon, he was not able to come full circle and kind of grow into oh, yeah. his complete masculine self. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah, that was yeah. He, he, uh, he, he, there was, of course, there was much more that he had to offer, and uh, we were just getting a taste of the future for him, of course. So, but that's how it goes when these lives end too soon, or was it just on time? That's another philosophical question. Like we don't know. Uh, how are you doing? I am doing well, thank you. Um, yeah. How are you doing? I am good. I'm very good. Uh, thank you for asking. It's I'm I'm getting through the weekend and doing more comedy stuff, and uh, I'm enjoying do the, doing these podcasts when I have time. And it's kind of one of those new hobbies where you can kind of be like, "Hey, I wonder if anybody is awake." And I thought, "Hey, I I bet Andrew is. Uh, he seems to be awake." Um, and I thought, "Hey, let's." No better time than right now because you had expressed interest and I was interested. So let's let's just do a Dino Dad comedy chat. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, um, I I have weird sleep hours, but um, so on that note of uh, you reaching out and us having a conversation, I just wanted to. You might hear my cat in the background. Uh, oh, okay, you have a cat. I do. Yeah, um, I wanted to say thank you for. Yeah. Um, not just the podcast, but for the open mic that you've been hosting and all the effort that you've been putting into it. Um, from the first moment I met you and I looked in your eyes, I could see your sincerity. And with all of your effort, I could feel your passion. And you were just, you're, a, uh, it, it's infectious and it's inspiring. And oh when you're just beginning it's actually the great it's a great atmosphere to uh work on your your material in and i know that's something you've been striving for and i just wanted to tell you from my personal experience you succeeded i felt just so comfortable and i had a great 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 time and i so i just wanted to say thank you wow thank thank you oh uh, uh that's the end of our podcast <laughs> just kidding. That was really nice of you, Andrew. Thank you. Um, um I, yeah. it's nice to be seen. Uh and and um you know, I I have my reasons, so I'm glad that you you see that and notice that. And I kind of recall that that was that was kind of a moment that we started to kind of share. And um thank you for that. That was really nice you're, of you. It was very touching. Thank you. I appreciate you're, it. You're very welcome. Um and 
it's funny that you used the word scene because that's one of the driving factors for me pursuing stand-up comedy was I just wanted to be seen. I felt like I was not seen in my life, mm -hmm. in my, even amongst my friends and family, uh, various barriers, whether it be, uh, you know, boundary issues with family members or friends, it's just hard to be my true authentic self. And so finding somewhere where I didn't know anyone, where I could just really be me was awesome. Um, mm -hmm. So that's, that's why I was so grateful. But you had, I had heard you allude to, um, you have your own backstory. And I, I could sense yeah. that. But, uh, <laughs> we all how much, how much are you willing to share at this point? Um, oh, I'll share what I'm comfortable sharing. And if I don't want to share it, I won't share it. I feel like that's everybody's choice. Yeah, so, absolutely. So if you have um, questions, I'll, you can go ahead. And if I'm like, eh, I don't really feel like talking about that, I would do that. And, I, and the same goes for you. Like, I'm not I'm not here to to, like, make anybody feel uncomfortable. And and if you're feeling uncomfortable, you can, you know, you can either say, hey, I don't want to do this or we can do this. And at the end, if you're like, hey, I, I don't want even this released. I'm OK with that. I want you to uh, feel as comfortable as you can. I'm used to putting my foot in my mouth. So well, we're that's good. what this is all about. So if you don't mind putting your foot in my mouth, put, <laughs> if you don't mind Whoa putting there. Foot in my mouth, no, that was that was that was some kind of slip. I'm not. That was just a a, a Freudian. A, slip. I got I got my own. I got your. I did. I got your foot stuck in my mouth. That's what happened there. Well, okay. and you're you're a psychologist, right? Or not a or, psychologist? My dad sorry, was a psychologist. Keep, there, see, there you're in. Now there you go. You got a little bit there. Um, yeah, my dad was a psychologist, but I'm I'm a, a just a mental. I have master's level counselor, so LMHC is is who who I am. That's still or part of who I am. Oh, thank um, you. I mean, is you know, I feel like you know people who are in this position and you come my age, lucky, fortunate, and uh, I want to do what I can to to support people in a way that that I've always felt was most comfortable for me. So, yeah. And so, <laughs> what was the driving factor for you to take on this role that you have? Um, Which role? Uh, specifically, uh, yes. So first, uh, stand-up comedy event at the Water Wheel, the Wednesday yeah. nights, and now that's uh -huh. expanding into the podcast. So this dream that you're building, I guess, yeah. what was the impetus for it? And, you know, what is your dream? Well, first, um, the impetus for it was that I woke up from my dream. Oh. And that's then, deep. Yeah. And I started to say, why do I have to dream about this anymore? And I thought, you know, in, a, in an ironic, joking, dad joke kind of way, I saw Keegan sign there from the original open mic. And I think Keegan a lot. And I want Keegan, I, want, I hope to see Keegan perform again, but I hope Keegan does whatever Keegan needs to do. And uh, I thank Keegan for starting this. And... Um, I still believe in whatever Keegan wants to do. Now, I don't know, know Keegan that well. So just so you know, Andrew, I don't know Keegan that well. Keegan was just kind of in and out. But Keegan started the open mic again at the water wheel after years of it not being around. So um, I saw a sign up and then I took a picture of this comedy sign during the middle of the pandemic when I thought things were improving. And I said, it's a sign. 
and I sent it out to everybody. And uh, all my friends knew it. My wife understands it, and now she very much knows it. And um, the sign wasn't just a sign. It like it was symbolic. There was there's some symbolism yeah, in this. Yeah. And okay. I the thing that I realized because and I and I we touched on this too because I know you're interested in understanding kind of my background a little bit, which I think, uh, you know, I, people can take for what it is. It's just a background. Everybody has one. So, I've been working with kids most of my life, like since I was a kid, probably. And I was like any other kid. I was a good kid. I was a bad kid sometimes and not even bad it's just the word i use i think that's a terrible way to describe yourself but it's probably how i felt but anyways i worked with kids for a long time and i tried different things and uh i eventually ended up kind of work coming to seattle after kind of bouts of traveling around the world working in banks and whatever and um, I was lucky to do that, too. And so uh, my wife now, who I met while teaching English in Korea, who's from Washington, came out here. And I got a job working for this, um, I don't know, I'm not going to say the name because I don't know if I can on this stuff or not. Yep. You might know the rules better. But I sound, I've, I've heard people say this without their permission. But I worked for a home for kids in uh, residential treatment like you know we've been kind of involved with you know social work type situations to generally to put it and people can have their own ideas but i'm not going to go into specifics about okay. that um but i worked there with with very troubled kids and troubled is like you know when i and i'll say this about comedy where there's pain there's also happiness so I saw these kids and I really, 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 really like all of them. And they had no idea that they were coming into this world that was going to treat them in ways that they thought was normal. So I worked with those kids and I really liked those kids. And I also noticed that I was good at making them laugh. And even when it was hard and those kids were like screaming and having some really tough times and, you know, you get this secondary kind of trauma from it, like, cause you see the scare on kids faces when they are, when you're not even doing anything. Cause they're so used to instability that how they deal with it is that when things are calm, that makes them feel uncomfortable. And it's like clockwork they act out because they think they feel too safe is how my impression of it was. And so there wasn't really anything you could do about that. You just kind of had to wait and try to kind of get people to where they needed to be and have a team of people. But as time went on and during the administration from 2000, whatever, 2000 to 2008, when there was a great recession, these places started to shut down and there was less staff and the kids had to go other places. 
and then they reduced it to one. We all knew it was happening. The whole thing was shutting down. So anyhow, how I get here is that I've been this kind of work for a long time, you know, and, you know, you are always doubting yourself in this job. There's so much to remember to do right in the aspect of ethics, which I thought I was going to hate that class, but it was the best class I think I took because all it was about was like there are laws and there are ethics and laws are very different because laws can be very unfair while ethics is about doing the most right thing. But obviously, and not obviously, is that laws supersede ethics. So you're always trying to do the most right thing, knowing that the most right thing might be wrong. And that's what comedy is. <laughs> Does that oh, make sense, Andrew? Fuck. Is that deep? Well, it, it, it is deep. I mean, I you, feel and... like that was like the deepest thought I had of the day, and I and I'm uh, need to drink my tea. You go ahead and talk, and I'm gonna just listen. Is that okay? That that's fine. Um, you, so I'm glad that you ended on a joke. I was actually, I had written a note here to say like, if you had ended on a more somber note, I was going to comment that we will get back to you know, the jokes in a minute, but I did want to, you know, acknowledge the depth of what you just said. Um, so I have a lot of notes here. Um, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> um, uh, well, we can just take a breath if you want, because I kind of want to breathe. Do you want to breathe? Yeah. I don't yeah. just breathe. Like, that doesn't happen very often on podcasts. Like, Unless... I'll, I'll, I'll count. I'll, let's count. I'm going to count. On the count of three, we'll both take a breath and, and just take a deep one and breathe in through your lungs and try not try to relax your shoulders. All right. One, two, three. All right. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. Just whenever you're ready, you just kind of say what you need to say. I'll sit here. Um, yeah. So something you hit on pain where there's like pain or uh, there's happiness mm -hmm. and there's that old expression comedy is just tragedy plus time um, um but i i personally am very fond of the teachings of the Tao, mm -hmm. uh, spelled t-a-o um, yeah. uh in the yin and the yang uh uh, forgive me for saying it everyone tries to correct you when you say it but it's it's people who care about the message don't care if you mispronounce it mm -hmm. that um paradoxical nature of reality is something i think about a lot actually and um gosh dang it you said so many things the secondary trauma is real um, oh yeah uh physically mentally spiritually um yeah the oh you said something that on a different podcast i'd want to argue that laws supersede ethics i would argue that on a different podcast you know i think that you can argue anything any way you want um, and 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 in in somewhere somebody will believe something that's right so i don't know <laughs> I yeah. often look at my own arguments and look at the other side of them and go, well, that, you know, <laughs> I, I talked to myself. They, they made a point. They made a point. Yeah. 
Um, but you were th- but you reminded me when you were talking about thousands because that reminded me of something when I was younger. Back to a little bit of comedy, and so let's see if I can read this. Now that I have glasses, it's all really small on this screen for some reason. But you've probably heard these, like it's like religions, and then it says this like Taoism, shit happens. Hinduism, yeah. this shit happened before. I'm going through all of them. Buddhism, it is it is the only. It is only the illusion of shit happening. Zen, what is the sound of shit happening? Islam, if shit happens, it is the will of Allah. Okay. Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> you want to know what this one is? This might be my favorite. Have you heard it? I have not. Knock, knock. Oh, shit. Knock, Who's knock. there? Shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to sit down to the ones. There's so many of them. I'm going to sit down here. Uh, So we got Catholicism. Catholicism, if shit happens, I deserve it. And we'll end on my own. Why? Judaism, why does shit always happen to me? Yep. (laughs) That is accurate. Okay. Back to um, somber or seriousness or laughter. Um. What's going on for you? Uh, um, let's see. Uh, gosh, that's tough. Uh, I've actually been having that sort of existential issue with myself in that I don't know who I am. Um, well, how old are you? Uh, I turned 34 and like, two weeks all right well that sounds about right (laughs) i Um, i'm not i mean it sounds pretty valid to me not that age has anything to do with it but i mean you know every every decade it seems i mean i don't know i hear people say these generalizations that make you feel like why is why are they always saying how like 30s are great i'm like man it is no greater than 20s 20s are just fucking different (laughs) What for you is going on there that makes you feel like you don't really know who you are? Oh boy, where do I even start? Well, you okay, don't so, have to. Remember, you don't. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't want to. I'm just well, asking. So it's it's. Uh, well, so what really sparked it was I have a friend who wants to make some documentary films, and he asked yeah. me if I'd want to help him with that, and. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was trying to get some information out of me. So he's like, tell me about yourself. Who are you? And um, mm. I, I don't, I'm no one. And it's kind of really cool because from that nothingness, I can become the person I want to be. And how I became no one is because I had been living who I did not want to be. So in the grand scheme of things, my current state of no oneness is awesome because I'm thankful I am no longer who I used to be. You know that sounds that reminds me of a Beatles song. Do you know which one it is? I, I don't like the Beatles. I'm like well, the then, one person then, in the world that then doesn't... it does you know what? It doesn't matter because you are nobody. Is that the song really? No, but you're getting oh. closer. I'm gonna play it. Go ahead, go ahead. All right. 
Let's see. Let's make sure I always turn the volume down. Oh, it's still on. It's still on unconditional love. All right, here we go. We're going to go with this. It's going to be loud, at least for me. He's a real nowhere man Sitting in his nowhere land Making all We're going to listen to this whole thing and then we're just going to enjoy the moment of you. I wish I had a joint. Oh. That's a good idea. That's good. I, I traditionally don't like the Beatles, but I had not well, heard that song. It's always good. It. It's it's never too late to break your t- traditions. Um. So, what I was thinking about during that song, and I'd like to hear if you were thinking about anything. But what I was thinking about was that. Um. Uh that if somebody who actually listens to this podcast listens to that whole song all the way through instead of skipping it, they are my kind of nowhere man. <laughs> and if you skipped ahead, you know who you are. You know exactly who you are if you listen to this. And you might be everybody's man. But, you know, not everybody's man is my kind of man. All right. I, I feel like that's what I was thinking about. What were you thinking about? 
Uh, okay. I need to go back in time. What was I thinking about? Well, it's okay. Oh, yeah. okay. It, it, it I was, was thinking about... Go ahead, yes. Um, you had previously mentioned when talking about the sign, that was a sign from the universe or from God, um, the sign. That... It doesn't have to be from those. I mean, the sign was a literal sign, and it... And I took it as a metaphorical sign. Okay. I didn't place much. Sign. I didn't place much more to it than that. I. I but I do kind of think that the, the universe does kind of implant stuff in us. But I don't know how much I actually believe it. Like I feel like I should believe it, but I have no way to prove it. So. Yeah. Well, uh, you're familiar with the work of Carl Jung, right? I'm familiar with it. You're like the third person this week. Synchronicity. It's the like, synchronicity. Oh my goodness! Yes, I'm not. I'm fine with it. I think it's yep. just funny, like when you're a therapist, people bring up Carl Jung all the time to you. I because guess I got to read him now. <laughs> people who are trying to fix themselves find yeah. uh, him. But yeah. okay, back comedians. Comedians back. seem to like him. Comedians seem to like him. Comedians don't like Freud as much, or if they do, they're pretty angry. I, because I think people who have the trauma but also the desire to heal it mm -hmm. are they, they kind of flock to Jung because mm -hmm. his work on dreams and then the shadow side and um i i okay sorry i don't want to talk about you uh, uh um i want to talk about you because you had made this comment um why do i have to dream about this how yeah. long have you been dreaming about stand-up comedy? Was it something you've been oh, to do ever since as a kid? You know, it sounds like when I when I laugh and I to myself and I think about like other comedians and, and they tell their stories, I'm like, oh. And then, then I look back and like it's the same. It's pretty much the same. Similar stories to these other people that was just you know like they're trying to make people laugh in their family stuff like that. Like and it's kind of part of like my Jewish culture where like I didn't. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I was just like, are we yelling at each other? Or are we laughing at each other? I couldn't really tell the difference. I've uh, heard that. And um, it's true. Like, you know, even when we would go over friends' houses, it was true. Like the Jewish friends' houses, the especially the New York Jewish friends' houses. Um, and, uh, and so when I would go over like, my non-Jewish friends' houses, it was very quiet. And I thought that was so unusual. And once I brought it up to my friends and they were like, no, we're not unusual. And I know what they meant. They meant your house is, is so loud, but like, we love it. We love your house because it's so loud. And I'm like, well, it's like, it is loud at my house. <laughs> And it was it was loud in my house even after my sister left to college. It was it was it was loud. We were just like loud people all the time. I, I was we just, just going loud. to ask if you had siblings. Yeah, I have an older sister. Older sister, okay. Yeah. 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 So uh yeah, we I, I when I was fourteen or no, when I was fifteen, we went on a trip. We went on a, uh, just me, my mom, and my dad. We went out to the, to the southwest, like drove, went went to like uh, Grand Canyon, 
stopped at breweries in Colorado, took a um, train thing to the top of Pikes Peak, like the second tallest mountain in the United States, next to, I think, Mount St. Mount St. Helens, I think is the tallest. I think it is, but I could be wrong. But anyways, took a train up there, got got altitude sickness, and it started hailing at the top of this mountain. This is what I remember about this trip. And then then uh, we ended up back in Vegas. Vegas was was the best when you're 15. I mean, it's the best and the worst because it's like it's every it's like lights. Everything is everywhere. And my I was at a different age when like, my parents would just like just walk around on your own and get back to the hotel. We stayed at that hotel. You probably heard of it, Circus Circus. It was cheap, and there's a circus going on in the hotel. There's a little literal circus, people in trapezes and all sorts of stuff going on at this hotel. And I'm just like, what the hell is going on here? I'm 15, wandering around. There's just food everywhere, and it, and if you like, can and I didn't look old enough, but if I stood around, like people will just walk up and give you drinks because they think you're gambling. Did so, you partake? Oh, no, sorry. I did not partake in the gambling there. I was too scared. I was like. I, I mean, I didn't have to know. I didn't know much about like the stuff in that movie casino because it was st- that was I was still there before that movie came out, and I, all I thought is like somebody's gonna see me if I even tried. But I did think about it. I was like, I could, what if I just did it? When I was on, I did it when I was on thirteen though, even younger. When I went on a cruise ship with my parents, because I thought, what are they gonna do to me? I was like, they are not gonna throw me off the boat. I'm a little kid, so. Um, uh, I did. I did gamble there, and I remember on that particular trip. And I'll I'll go back. I'll go back to the Las Vegas trip in a second, which gets to something else. But on that trip, my mom took all my money that I won, and I told her, "Do not spend it," because I won it. And I said, "Mom, go and take the money." And then she spent all my money that I won and lost it. I'm so mad at her. So mad. But anyways, back to Las Vegas. All right. So what happened in Las Vegas is my parents took me to see my first comedy show. You may have heard this or not, but I've told it before that she took me to see George Carlin. No, I hadn't heard that. You saw George Carlin in Vegas? Yeah, he's the first. I was like 15. I sat right up front. Uh, so I didn't realize like how cool that was until later. Um, but I saw George Carlin. But I remember the person who opened for him. I don't remember the guy's name, but he had like a guitar and he pretended that he was like like drunk for part of his set. Like he acted like he was drunk, but he wasn't. And he told just bad jokes and he played the guitar and he sang. And I laughed so hard when he told this joke and he's like, why does a sea- seagull live by the sea? And I, and I just sat there and, it, and he said, because they lived by the bay, it would be a bagel. And he just said it like that. And I was like, <laughs> oh my goodness. That, I was like, I'm Jewish. He made a joke. And my family, we laughed harder than ever, anybody because we are just like, I, I mean, our last name might as well have been the bagels. Because <laughs> I love my bagels. And that joke made me laugh. So I don't know. It's all, it's all like coming full circle with like dad jokes and whatever. Um, well, yeah. And so it's funny that George Carlin was part of this story because you're a pretty wholesome guy. Yeah, I love George Carlin though. George Carlin's not... No oh, judgment. It's all that's all a matter of perspective. Like I think he's wholesome. Like he gets every part of it correct. He's not even on anybody's side. If he's on your side, he's gonna hate you. Uh, yep, he is consistent. But he's also gonna like you too because he doesn't. He's he he doesn't he doesn't he he sees past like like he knows like the problem that that, that are happening are much bigger than 
anything else. So he's kind of like all saying that like there's nothing wrong with these individuals who have these in individual issues. It's something else that's bigger that's created these problems. That's beyond our control. So he points uh, it out and makes fun of it while also talking about shit and whatever else he wants to talk about, like gross stuff here and there. But not as gross as some other people. He's mostly just kind of still sticking to his commentary. And I saw all that and I thought it was great. He was amazing. He was awesome. I, yeah. I, I wish, I mean, I watch his old stuff over and over again. But yeah, that's, he was part of like the, the story there. Um, but I was, I always thought I never wanted to do that kind of comedy. I like it. I really like it. Um, but I think I thought about this for a long time. I've done improv. I did improv when I was in Korea, yeah. not for the military. I taught English there, but I was in Korea and, uh, there was an improv group that I joined over there. And, uh, but but even before that, I lived in Chicago and did improv there and really enjoyed that. And even in high school, I guess I did improv. I mean, I, I had my my ups and downs with theater growing up. Like I liked it, but I, I was always better at the roles that were really dark. I was. Have you ever heard of the play The Disposal? No, but it well, sounds dark. Yeah, it was about three guys. It was, so there's this. At my high school, they did this thing every year called New Faces, just to give like people who freshmen basically a chance to perform on the big stage. Like they they had the studio theater and then they had a big stage, so they let us perform on the big stage, and uh, they let students direct their own plays. I didn't direct this one. Uh, I don't I don't think I ever directed a play. I think I directed a scene in a class, but I, um, I was in this play, The Disposal. It's about three guys on death row. Now, I don't remember the two other characters' names, but it, I think this play has actually been done. I don't think it's been done as a movie, but I think it's been done like on Broadway or something or off Broadway. Um, but the character I played, his name was Archie. And the kid who Pitt was the director, like for some reason, thought that I was perfect for this character. And I said, all right. And I read it. And you know, it was in Lynchburg, Virginia, which is a very kind of conservative place. And I was nervous about it because I was playing a homicidal killer on death row who was also homosexual. And, <laughs> you know what? Well, yeah, and, and I was worried. Like, I thought, like, how am I going to do this character? And I don't even, I don't, I'm, I'm just, this is my first play. I heard the twang. That was good. Yeah. And... So, but the person who picked me said, like, just, like, drop all, I mean, was, she was a good director for a kid. She said, just don't act like you think, like, don't act like the stereotype of a gay person. Just do it how you think is, like, you would want to be seen, interestingly enough. And I said, okay. So, I look back, and and, and I don't, th I hadn't even, I mean, I was, I kind of did, and I look back at it, and I, I wasn't, like, I didn't really follow the Joker or the Batman books then. That well, I, I read them, but I didn't know them well. But now I look back, and I kind of did this like Joker kind of character to it, because uh, I my character would just be antagonizing the other inmates and giving them a hard time, and like they're all going on death row, so it was all about death row and stuff. So yeah, I don't know that that these things. 
um, have always led up to this. And when I was in school for counseling, the professor, and I say this, and you, I think you've heard me say this, like there's a fine line between comedy and tragedy. I mean, I think it's very closely related. And I don't know. I think it's, it, this is just capitalizing on my strengths now, which is humor and like understanding hardship. And even though I'm not, I don't think anybody can be truly empathetic, but I do my best. Yeah, so that's why I do comedy. That's what brought me here and is keeping me motivated. And I understand it. And I'm, I'm seeing what I'm good at, which is, I think, organiz organizing people. You're definitely a people person. Um, but, I, gosh, you say so much. And it's like, I know we only have the hour. And I, I, I'm... Well, we don't have... We have more than an hour if we need to. I would just have to stop it and, and, re and record more. It's fine. I just um, give you, I just say an hour because then we can kind of have an idea. And we listened to three minutes of the Beatles too. So I don't know. I, I was, I'm taking my time. I'm not in a rush. Yeah, no, my I like it. Kids are asleep. You... The kids sorry. are asleep. My, my wife is, we had a nice night out. We went on a date. Oh, man. Congratulations. And, uh, yeah, it's good. Like... We, had a fun, we had a fun time. It was good to go on a date. So I'm, I'm lucky. I'm in a very lucky spot. And the, the, I, and, 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 and listen to this, Andrew, um, and then I want to hear for you for a little while, um, that the more you kind of get around people who support you in any shape or form, how little it is, you start to see how much pain you're in. And how nobody can do anything about that but yourself. But it is good to recognize that other people are experiencing their own thing. And when you both get distance or other people get distance from their own pain, things just start to improve. But it only happens if you try, <laughs> which is what is going on. So I think um, things are getting very good in my life. And I hope that continues because now that I can see it more clearly, I think I have more control over it. Thank you for listening to me. There's, I, I don't have a joke. I wish I had, a, I had like a, I got like a fart sound right now. Like, there we go. It's worst, worst punchline ever. I told you this is Dino Dad Chat. And comedy and tragedy are about this. I think there should be a category called traumedy. No. Oh, did you? Let's see. I okay. I thought I lost you. Nope. No. Like, did you? Traumedy? Oh, I made, I made it up a while ago, and people didn't like it. And I said, I think it's a good one. I don't care. No, it's it's going to freaking stick. Yeah, traumedy. <laughs> That's what I like about these podcasts. So um, you don't have to make anything of this. Tell me about you. Where did you grow up? And we have yes. 20 minutes, and then we can talk more if we need to. Um, I grew up here in Washington. Yeah. And you don't have to be uh, specific. The other person the other day said they didn't really want to talk too much about where they grew up. So don't feel that, that pressure. And I was like, this guy probably seems like he's a seasoned podcaster. 
Like, oh, no. So I, I just no. let give people the opportunity to feel whatever they want to feel. But I, I recognize that that people don't always want to go into specifics about where they grew up. Yeah, it's um, so I'll, I'll, I'll be specific because uh, for reasons I'll explain later. Yeah. Um, if you're familiar with Port Angeles, Washington, <laughs> there's okay. a giant road that runs through it called Lauridson Boulevard. So oh. that is uh, part of my family history. Like it was oh, one of okay. my uncles, a great, 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 great uncle um, wow. of mine. He ran a big general store and I think like a mill and stuff. And when the economy was suffering, he made a local money that would be exchanged around the peninsula in the greater Washington area. And it actually helped businesses stay afloat and it helped the economy uh, thrive during a downturn. And so that's why they named the street after him. And it's really funny. It's really funny. There is an expression that wealth usually lasts three generations Mm -hmm. because of the spoiled nature of the third generation. Mm -hmm. And we're past, I think we're, I'm the fourth or fifth generation maybe, but, but my family is, uh, uh, my childhood was, was ghetto. Trauma is a word that you, that, uh, I do not shy away from. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm actually very open about my, uh, I, I, I call it depression. I call it like an existential depression. Yeah. Um, because I don't think like I have, a chemical imbalance that I need no, or whatnot. I mean, I'm, um, I'm, I'm not very, gonna, yeah, no, you uh, go I'm, ahead. Uh, I'm very self-aware and it's to the point where it's a blessing and a curse. There's that yin and the yang, mm-hmm. um, uh, which is how I've, why I found the work of Carl Jung, because I really wanted to understand myself mm-hmm. and he is probably the best person to go to. If you really want to understand yourself. Yeah. Um, and so I had previously mentioned in the chat that I didn't like who I used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the last five years of my life, I, left a corporate job you know you said you worked Mm -hmm. at a bank so you yeah you know what it's like to just leave the corporate life yeah um and i really went uh i don't want to say like a journey of self-discovery because it was more (laughs) it wasn't like by choice it was more of a mental breakdown yeah um so it wasn't like a bougie, I'm going to Europe. I've never been to Europe. I'd like to go someday, but um, it was just, uh, I could not continue to live the lie. Um, mm-hmm. and, the, um, and so in learning to finally look at myself for who I was, I have been able to heal. And it's also timed very thematically with, the events of what we've been experiencing over the last five years in that um, I I hate that this reference has been tainted, but I still use the matrix in the red pill reference. Um, That's fine. I I get it. If you use a, if you, if you get, if you, why make up a new reference 
if you're not sure if it'll work and you're like, I want this to work, go with the reference, you know, it's the same thing I do at a restaurant. If I don't know, I like, I'm like interested in the new food, but, but I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go with the grilled cheese because I know what it's going to be like. So yeah, go. Yeah. Use the, uh, use the red and blue reference. Cause it's, it's, it's a, uh, you're, you're also, you know, helping to promote the new, new matrix film. Uh, yeah, there we go. Um, so the last five years, uh, I think, have I've been like red pilled, but in actually a a, a spiritual way, <laughs> and yeah, this I, I'm a I'm a deeply misunderstood person, and so that's why I'm very thankful you're giving me the time to talk and. Uh, I would say that we're experiencing a spiritual war right now and my mental breakdown and subsequent pursuit of rediscovering myself was necessary because I feel so deeply in my soul that I want to contribute to the building of this new world that I see we're capable of as humans. And the reason I use the reference of like a spiritual war is because I think people's minds have been compromised on a mass scale. And I can see it because I've lived it. I've lived a mental breakdown so I can see it Mm -hmm. and I'm seeing it on a collective Mm. level. And as I'm coming out of it, I have tools and resources and knowledge that I'm seeking to those who are willing. Um, mm-hmm. And so that is yeah. where I'm at, who I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have like, I have a day job. It's nothing fancy. Um, uh, <laughs> that is a great, punchline yeah <laughs> thank you <laughs> like if that was just all made up you're like that's the joke i've been working on this whole time <laughs> I'm like, yeah no i didn't quit my day <laughs> I, <didn't quit. laughs> I know i'm not funny oh well you don't sound like a a a a no one or, or nobody or nothing you don't sound like that. You sound like I wish. I love. I, w- I wish you could come out for comedy and do it. I I think uh, like like you know. There's a lot. It it takes these kinds of thoughts to have funny thoughts too. Because you're also. It's like at the end of the day, you're still a person. You still poop. Still pee. Yes. You just have like really existential thoughts, and you can't help it because, like, that's your brain. So there's nothing wrong with you, man. You have lots of I, awesome thoughts and it's I, okay to have them. Just other people don't like them because, uh, you know, they, it's just, it's hard for them to fathom that you, that somebody else out there can like think this way. So, but whatever you can, cause it's your brain. Brain's going to do what's going to do. Not to I, simplify it, but to validate it, you know? Yeah. It's like, no. And so like, I, I, I have a master's degree, so it's not like I'm, yeah, I'm uneducated. Yeah, you're you're um, a person, man. But uh, in like, oh man, oh man, oh man, 
I'm trying to figure out which direction to go. Well, what's your what's your master's in? Man. Um oh yeah, so it's actually just an MBA, so I'm just another white dude with an MBA, but uh Well, my... no, you're no, according to you you're not. I'm just going to hold you to this cuz if you were like legally trying to like argue that you are nobody, you just pointed out you were somebody. Um, so you'd, well, you'd have to have a good you'd have to good attorney to argue that you were nobody still. I'm joking. I'm joking. I I also and so I also used to be a massage therapist. Um, yeah. But with everything going on, it's just too much of a mess to even try. Um, yeah, that'd be hard. Um, but it. Uh, uh, so my MBA, my emphasis was in change leadership mm-hmm. because I was passionate about. I've always I'm a people person as well. And so when I had previously said that I'm deeply misunderstood, um, I've been so lonely because I've lost so many friends and family Mm -hmm. due to like an inability to communicate. And so I, I, why I pursued my education was I wanted to lead a company or I knew I was going to be leading a company or I, I thought I was going to be leading a company, but as a new timeline emerges, in front of me, I actually see that like, I want to lead something different. I don't like, we don't need more profit in this world. We need more social justice mm-hmm. and it's well, not social justice. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to die. Try social justice. Well, I'm going to diatribe just a little bit more. You have I, 10 minutes and it'll just like cut off. That's what'll happen. Okay. I'll make it quick. No, I won't. It's okay. Go ahead. I, rush through it. I'm just kidding. I am angry at Seattle because I feel like Seattle has changed. And change isn't always – change is good. Change is expected. But mm. there was a shift, I believe, within the last 30 years where we stopped caring about civil rights and started caring more about social justice. Mm. And it's a nuanced difference, but it mm. has magnitudes of change. Mm. And we're seeing it now with the rhetoric that mm. is being displayed. Um, I have a lot of love in my heart. That's why I wanted to become a healer. That's why uh, I'm trying to i make youtube videos but yeah. not like not uh, they don't get many views and i don't really in, anticipate them to do so it's more of just getting the message out but mm. i i am gonna go to another direction if you will let me um yeah hopefully tie it in i know i only have like seven minutes That's i see myself someday doing a one hour stand-up comedy special thing but uh it's gonna be half inspired by dave chappelle and half inspired by hannah gatsby and oh. I, ch- I chose that juxtaposition intentionally not just because of the beef that has recently happened between them but yeah, because they're gonna do a special together one day <laughs> you should open for them both uh Honored. Yeah. Um, I 
see both sides of a lot of issues and know that there is a balanced middle ground that can be found if people could come together and just communicate. Oh, that reminds me of another Beatles song. <laughs> come together <laughs> right, right now. now. And you just lost all your listeners. Yeah, you know, and, and, yeah, exactly. Come together okay. right now and you just, and nobody, every, that's the irony is that, that we singing that song will make everybody disperse. Leave. <laughs> D- disperse together. Nobody heard this. <laughs> oh, so, hey, um, thank you, Andrew. This was like a nice discussion. I would do it again with you. Um, I, I think, I, yeah, go ahead. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you as well. Yeah. Um, thank you for giving me the space too. Like I like, you know, I, I it's fun to just talk, kind of, kind of get the thoughts out there and, 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 and kind of, you know, the, like I said, be seen or be heard just you, you, like our perspectives, whatever we value are probably different in a lot of ways. Um, but that's okay. I mean, like, you know, I, I, I grew up in Virginia and like I said, it was pretty Southern and I, you know, I, you, you don't realize how like, kind of like it's, it, it, it is segregated. You know, I mean, it was obvious. I mean, it, it wasn't like segregated, like really, but it was segregated. Nothing changed in that respect. Or, I mean, things changed, but you know what I mean? It was, it was Southern. So you get to see a lot of different perspectives often. So I appreciate like people having different perspectives and I see both like extremes of things. And, you know, I used to kind of be annoyed that I was like always in the center, but it makes sense. Like I, it's not even that I'm in the center. I just like try to see I center with how I try to see things. So I appreciate you coming on here and like sharing how you think and knowing that, you know, not other people are going to see it that way. And that's, I mean, it's okay. I mean, there's, you're not, you're not doing anything wrong. You're just sharing your perspective. So I appreciate it. I thank you for, for giving me the platform to do so. Um, yeah. Um, is there anything that you wanted to like, I don't know. I know you said you have a YouTube channel or whatever. Oh you know, yeah. Is there anything that you wanted to, or even like you have goals or something you want to like, kind of discuss it there yeah thank you if you do want to consume some controversial content i make youtube videos um they're i'd say they're passionate somewhat angry because i have stuff that i'm trying to get out Mm -hmm. uh you can go to my youtube channel um heavy weights light fields playing off that the yin and the yang so things Mm -hmm. like heavyweights light feels Mm -hmm. um, is the youtube channel um and i also just love having conversations and so if other podcasters want to have a conversation um beyond the scope of stand-up comedy um Mm -hmm. just socio so social commentary that's um, cool yeah that's cool Um, i like it i think it's just good i think the more we talk and the more we listen the more we understand and if we can do it you know in a kind way you know that's the whole point all this and i think that we can make progress in this world and i'm not trying to be like 
you know, I know how all this sounds, but I also, you know, you start seeing things clearly. And if you, you, you recognize how you communicate, that's, that's, that's a good way to start. And then you can focus on specific strategies on how to implement a, like a healthy way of living. So I don't know. I'm not like a motivational speaker, but it's how I see it. I'm not trying to like motivate you. Nobody has to agree or do anything or anything in any way that I think, because this is just how I think about myself. And, you know, I think that other anybody could decide what they want to do. But you think with wisdom. You think with wisdom. I was I was I thought you were going to like I thought there was a comma there. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. I should have been more. I was like, you think with wisdom. Sad. And I thought there was going to be like a haiku. You think with wisdom. Yeah, you fart with your ass. <laughs> That's like the best way to end it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think it's a good time and, and, and we'll be in touch. Um, you know, like, our, 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 I'll say this without any strong opinions because my opinions are mine. I really wish you could find a way to make it so you could be able to come to the uh, water wheel, but either way, do those virtual shows if you can, and um, look at those because those are available now. And you know, you'll find people who get you and like you know appreciate it. So connect with yeah, people. Don't know. isolate yourself because it's not 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 who you are. You're not a, a nowhere man. It's just a song that that validates that experience. So thank you for being here, and let's finish with the song you want to listen to one more song kind of just do it all right it's a song by beck i like make sure the volume's up i'm ready set go people listen to that for two minutes but the song that song is called oh maria it's a song by beck i don't know what the lyrics mean but that well i mean i i know what they mean literally but when i i kept trying to figure it out um so you could maybe you listen to that and you get back to me and tell me what you think it means uh if you liked it oh maria with just not oh but oh the letter and maria by beck on the album mutations now i turned into a disc jockey or something all right. Um, I'll send this to you. I'll text it to you. You can listen to it. I'll post it in my new little Seattle podcasting group on, on Facebook, which I was, I didn't realize there was none there, but we're about to finish up. But now there's I, I, that thought cannot be completely finished through at this moment. But anyways, yeah. All right. Well, I'll talk to you later.
And uh, I'll right. send you the, the link. Have a good night, man. Noah. Bye. Thank you. Have a good night. Bye.